Locked on Longhorns, the show. Jonathan Davis, your host. Today's episode of Locked on Longhorns is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Get the applicants you need faster and for free at LinkedIn Jobs. On today's episode of Locked on Longhorns, passing game coordinator and wide receiver coach Brennan Marion has left the University of Texas and accepted the offensive coordinator position at UNLV. What does this mean for the University of Texas moving forward and our wide receiver room? And on Saturday, we saw some future Texas signees shine in the All-American Bowl. I'll tell you what I saw from the Texas signees in the All-American Bowl on Saturday on today's episode of Locked on Longhorns, your daily number one source for all things Texas athletics, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. So when you think Brennan Marion, you think of one of the up-and-coming offensive minds in the sport, Brennan Marion, most known for developing the go-go offense, which incorporates principles of the triple option offenses with modern spread concepts. And when Brennan Marion was hired, we thought that we would see some more go-go offense incorporated into the Texas this year. We saw it a little bit, but not nearly as much as we thought we would see it, right? And I think the main reason for that is this is Sark's offense, right? (laughs) Sark is going to run the offense that he wants to run. And I think that that is the main reason why we're seeing Brennan Marion taking the position at UNLV to be the offensive coordinator and call plays, not because there's some rift, right, or some power struggle going on between Sark and Brennan Marion, but like I said, this is going to be Sark's offense. And we know that Brennan Marion has the ultimate goal of becoming a Power 5 head coach. And most people, including me, a lot of Texas fans have said it, think it's only a matter of time before he becomes a Power 5 head coach or a head coach in some capacity. And so the next step to that is to be able to call his own plays and have his own offense, which he doesn't have the ability to do right now at the University of Texas. And so for better or for worse, he needs his own offense. I don't know what it'll look like at UNLV or how successful it will be, but he has the ability to say, I call plays and this was my offense at UNLV. And so in addition to the development of the go-go offense, um, his play calling at Howard, right? in 2017 and 2018 led to the biggest upset in college football history by betting spread wise in September 13, 2017, Howard beat UNLV. Ironically, um, they were 45 point underdogs in that game. Like I said, the biggest upset in college football history by spread betting wise, Howard beat UNLV that day. Right. And the play caller and offensive coordinator was Brendan Marion. So his play calling definitely led to that. When you look at the development at the wide receiver position, we'll talk about it from a Texas standpoint, because I know a lot of Texas fans feel like we didn't see enough of that. But he did in 2021, his one year at Pitt, develop Jordan Addison into the best receiver in the country in the 2021 Belitnikoff winner, right? When you looked at the recruiting this year for the University of Texas, or he had already proved that he could develop tangibly, right, at the wide receiver position at the power five level. And then when you talk about recruiting, Right. He recruited three top 100 overall recruits at the wide receiver position this year. Only Ohio State accomplished that. Ohio State and the University of Texas had three top 100 overall recruits at the wide receiver position this year. And Ohio State is regarded by everybody who watches college football as the gold standard right now in wide receiver recruiting to match what they did this year in wide receiver recruiting at the University of Texas is a big deal. Something we have to give. Brennan Marion a lot of credit for he convinced Jordan Winnington to come back right Jordan Winnington at the beginning of the season said that he was not coming back to the University of Texas right not only did Brennan Marion convince Jordan Winnington to come back for another season Jordan Winnington had his best year of his career this year under Brennan Marion so we have to give him credit for that as well like I said Brennan Marion has the eventual goal of being a power five head coach 
And you can say what you want about him leaving positions year after year, right? I think this is the third straight coaching position he's left after one year, but he has a tangible goal. And this is the path to doing that in college football, right? We saw it with Sark, Lane Kiffin, all of these talented offensive minds. They had to pay their due diligence, do their, you know, they had to pay their dues as an offensive coordinator and a play caller, right? And that's what Brendan Marion is looking to do at UNLV. Now, some Texas fans have had some criticisms of Brennan Marion, and I think some of them are fair, but I plan to push back on the pushback here in a few minutes. Xavier Worthy, right, was expected to have a Blitnikoff-type season, right, what we saw from Jordan Addison. Really talented freshman receiver, takes the huge jump under Coach Marion in year two. And we didn't see that from Xavier Worthy, right? He was on the Blitnikoff Award uh, watch list coming into the season, and then he regressed in every statistical category this year, right? He regressed in terms of production and didn't necessarily show tangible development, right? We still saw things like drops, which you can't put on Brendan Marion, but I guess it's a lack of focus, right? And him not being able to adjust to the ball, him not being really proficient at the deep ball this year. And so, you know, with him being the wide receiver coach, you could put that on Brendan Marion somewhat. Texas only had two receivers with more than 10 receptions this year. This was something I banged on the table all year for the fact that we could only rely on two receivers and no explosive offense only relies on two receivers. And when you listen to it or put it in perspective like this, it sounds worse. Texas only had two receivers with more than 10 receptions this year. Of course, that was Xavier Worthy and Jordan Whittington. Casey Kane was third on the team in receptions at the wide receiver position specifically with eight catches all year in 13 games our wide receiver three had eight catches nobody had more than that and then towards the end of his tenure now that we know it's the end of his tenure there were rumors of toxicity in the wide receiver room now you have some really big personalities in there uh Xavier Worthy right Ajay Hall we saw Savion Red blowing up I can't remember what game it was but blowing up on the sidelines at Coach Marion I'm assuming about playing time so there was some very explosive personalities in that room but if he was the wide receiver coach these are just rumors i wasn't in there and there was toxicity in the room then you have to give the leader of the room some blame for that here's my pushback on some of the pushback that i've heard from texas fans first about you know bringing up the fact that he only stays one year at jobs and maybe he wasn't focused he had the same resume coming into the university of texas that he does now right so we knew what his resume was we knew he wasn't going to be here for a long time so we shouldn't be criticizing brennan marion at least for that on the way out he's a really good coach when we talk about Xavier Worthy regressing in terms of production and not showing that tangible development, I can't say that Xavier Worthy has been locked in 100% regardless of Marion's coaching or not, right? We know that Xavier Worthy has flirted with leaving and transferring to USC the last two years, right? So I can't put 100% of Worthy's production or lack thereof on Brennan Marion when he clearly hasn't been 100% locked in to being at the University of Texas the last two years. And I think the lack of wide receiver production definitely falls on Brennan Marion. You would have liked to see more than that. But I think it also falls on Sark as a play caller and the inconsistency we saw at the quarterback position as well, going from Quinn Ewers to Hudson Carr to Quinn Ewers. But also Quinn Ewers playing like a freshman the last six games left some opportunities out there for wide receivers. Right. And so I think Brennan Marion is a really good coach and it's tough to judge, you know, his tenure at the University of Texas, good or bad after only one season. Right. I think if we were to saw another season from him, then maybe that development that we felt like lacked this year from the receivers would have shown up tenfold next year. Right. But we could say that Jordan Whittington had his best season under him. And we could say that we brought in the best wide receiver class at the University of Texas that we have in for a long time. And you have to give Brennan Marion credit for that. He's a really good coach. And I think we'll miss the impact he had in such a short time at the 40 acres. But I think that's why the next wide receiver coach 
you hire is going to be a really important hire. And I think it has to be a slam dunk, right? People have mentioned a lot of names. I'm not going to get into speculation. I'm not going to get in on here and act like I'm an expert on wide receiver coaches and who's next up in that regard. And so we'll just talk about the wide receiver coach when they hire him. But I think the wide receiver coach that they hire is going to have some really big responsibility and some really big shoes to fill because what we need to see from the next wide receiver coach, the list starts with a bounce back season from Xavier word, right? That Belitnikov type season, that season that's going to assert him as one of the best receivers in college football. Like we thought he was after his freshman year. Right. And then he had a sophomore slump. The next wide receiver coach is going to have to be in charge of making sure that Xavier Worthy plays like one of the best receivers in the country next year. The playmaker that we know he can be at the 40 acres Two, Isaiah Nayor coming off an ACL injury. I would assume he's going to be a big part of this offense. How much can the new wide receiver coach development wise and production wise get out of Isaiah Nayor? Jordan Whittington, right? We saw his best season under Brennan Marion. Can you continue to elevate Jordan Whittington in terms of production and development? He had like 620 yards last year. I think if this offense is hitting on all cylinders, there's no reason he shouldn't be able to crack 750, 800 receiving yards next year. Can the new wide receiver coach continue to develop and progress Jordan Whittington in that regard? I need to see tangible production and development from Brennan Thompson and Savion Red. Last year, they were underutilized, but they were true freshmen, right? They're more comfortable a year in the system. They should be able to help this football team at the wide receiver position. The new wide receiver coach, how much can you get from Savion Red and Brennan Thompson? We know they're talented enough to get on the field and make plays. Will you be the coach to bring that out of them? At least two out of three of the top 100 overall recruits at the wide receiver position this year have to live up to their recruiting ranking. Jonte Cook, Ryan Niblett, and DeAndre Moore. Now, hopefully for the University of Texas, all three of these players live up to the recruiting ranking. That would be more than ideal. But we know that it's recruiting. We know that every player doesn't pan out. Every situation doesn't pan out for every player. So I want at least two of those three to live up to the recruiting ranking. I think Jonte Cook will, but it just comes down to, you know, Ryan Niblett or DeAndre Moore. But all three of them, at least two, need to live up to the recruiting ranking to continue the great wide receiver play at the University of Texas and hopefully sustain great offensive play at the University of Texas. And then I think you need to maintain this level of recruiting, right? We see it every year with Ohio State. Can you build on the foundation that Brendan Marion set recruiting at the wide receiver position and build on that? This shouldn't be a one-off. This shouldn't be a one-year thing. Texas should be able to bring in this level of top, not three every year, but Texas should be able to bring in a top 100 receiver in every class moving forward at the 40 acres. So big shoes to fill for the new wide receiver coach that comes into the 40 acres. And when I thank Brennan Marion for everything he did in his short tenure at the 40 acres, a quick word from bet online and LinkedIn. And then we're going to talk about the Texas signees that showed up and showed out in the all American bowl on Saturday as a small business owner or hiring manager, you know, that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn jobs with LinkedIn jobs. You can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From pro football to college bowl season to basketball, the World Cup, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today 
or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. So the All-American game, the Army All-American Bowl, took place on Saturday, whatever you call it, right? And I have to say that I have never really been a, a big proprietor or watcher of the Army All-American Bowl or the Under Armour All-American game. I could say without a shadow of a doubt, the Army All-American Bowl was way more entertaining. It was better production. There was actual better play on the field. So shout out to them. I actually watched the whole game on Saturday, and it was really fun. And the East dominated the West 55 to 17. So the game wasn't competitive, uh, mostly behind DeAndre Moore, UCLA signee, one MVP. I think he had four passing touchdowns. But we saw uh, some Texas signees on both sides. And we definitely saw some Texas players uh, leaving their impact on the game. And I want to start with Samaje Burrell because he played for the East team that won 55-17. And he led that team in tackles. He showed up late, too. I think he accepted the invitation late in the week. So he didn't even really get... Uh, a chance to practice but he just showcased his athleticism his strength and his instincts as a middle linebacker right he looks like your prototypical middle linebacker that can start for you and lead your team in tackles right and coupled with anthony hill i think that gives you two really talented and athletic thumpers uh at that position and not like i said he led the east team in tackles but he also had a few pressures and something we've seen since his time at Crowley is just he has the really good ability to come downhill, shed blockers in pursuit of the ball carrier. And so he showed that once again, I think he has six or seven tackles leading the East team in tackles. Um, and I think definitely improved his stock and somebody that, um, you know, is going to be a really good linebacker at the 40 acres. Peyton Kirkland, right? His size just jumps off the screen. He looks every bit of 6'6", 345. And he was named a captain for the East team. And I think that's a really big accomplishment when you're around the best players in the country and around your peers to be singled out and named as a captain. I think that's a really big deal. And I think he has the personality for it. Like we've seen with Peyton Kirkland, he's a joker on Twitter. He's really goofy, right? I think he's one of those players that just kind of brings everybody together, right? And and he definitely has that captain type personality. We saw on the last play, I don't, I don't think it actually counted, but he was running downfield trying to get them to throw him a fade route with like two DBs on him. This is a, a tackle slash guard that's running 40 yards down the field saying, throw it up, throw it up, throw it up, right? And I think he's going to play guard at the next level. Right? He played tackle in high school, but he's just a big man. Like I said, 6'6", 345, looks every part of it. And, you know, he has to get better at his pass blocking. I think he'll get some great development under Coach Flood. But when you talk about just a big man, a powerful man with long arms that can move people in the run game consistently over and over again in the trenches, especially at the guard position, I think that's what you have in Peyton Kirkland. Excited to see what he brings to the forty. You talk about Anthony Hill, just regarded as one of the best linebackers in America, right? We didn't get to see him shine as much as we would have liked to, especially being on that West team that lost 55 to 17 once again. But I think Anthony Hill showed all the traits, showing why it won't take long for him to get on the field, right? He just has a really keen ability to diagnose the play, right? He's your quarterback at the linebacker position, the quarterback of your defense at the linebacker position in the middle of your defense, right? In the middle of the field. And we know about his ability to come downhill, thump, and make plays in the run game, right? That's that's well documented. But what I saw at the All-American game was he got some pressure on Dante Moore when he was allowed to rush, and he also made some plays in the passing game. He was able to disrupt uh, a few passes with his coverage as well. And so if he has the ability to do all of that at the linebacker position, coupled with his rare size and athleticism coming out of high school at this point, like I said, it won't take long for him to – uh, you know, get some playing time at the 40 and he looks like your future, you know, possible big 12 or SEC defensive player of the year um, and a possible possible NFL linebacker. Right. He has all the traits to do that. And they show up every time he takes the field. 
Jelani McDonald, right, committed to the University of Texas where well, he had already signed. And so we found out that he signed with the University of Texas on Saturday. Mr. Jelani McDonald, Mr. I want to thank all the pretty ladies for being out here. Definitely one of the best commitments I've seen in a while. And if you saw my episode with John Garcia, when Jelani McDonald announced, you know that he can do a little bit of everything right in high school. He was a punter, a quarterback, a wide receiver, a linebacker and a corner. Right. And this week at the All-American Bowl, he strictly played DB. Right. And so we didn't get to see him at the linebacker, which he project the linebacker position, which he projects more to at the University of Texas. But he more than held his own in coverage. Right. And he's physical and fast in pursuit to the ball. Right. He plays when the ball is in play. He then plays like a linebacker, but he's smooth enough uh, to play coverage at the nickel or corner positions and definitely uh, safety. And I think he has the athleticism and talent to play linebacker safety and nickel. Right. Depending on the personnel, depending where uh, Pete Kukowski and Jeff Choate want to put him. So he's just a very versatile chess piece, kind of like Darion Gallette. But I think he can do a little bit more uh, than Darion Gallette at the 40 acres that Pete Kukowski will have at his disposal. Uh, Ryan Niblett's speed is set him apart. Right. Ryan, his speed sets him apart. We know he's one of the fastest players in the country. No, he has legitimate 10, 3, 10, 4 speed. But he shows smooth hands and an ability to create separation with his route running this week at the All-American Bowl and the practices as well. Right. We know that he's going to be able to run past people, but you can't run past people every play. Does he show the ability to be a natural at the wide receiver position, play the wide receiver position naturally? And I thought we saw a lot of that this week at the All-American Bowl. And then Tassili Akana, right, one of our latest, you know, commits, picked him up on early signing day. He's a bit of a tweener. Right. You don't know necessarily where he's going to thrive the most at right now at the edge position or the off ball linebacker position. But Pete Kukowski, you know, like I said, who might be my favorite coach on the staff now, should be able to use him in a variety of ways. And I think his physicality, his closing speed and just his relentless motor will lead to some splash plays on the 40. So we talked about the impact that our players had in the All-American game, the Under Armour All-American game. And some of our players had a similar impact in the Army All-American Bowl. This is a really talented and explosive 2023 class that I think will do some special things at the 40 Acres moving forward. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Locked On Longhorns, your daily number one source for all things Texas athletics, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hook them and peace.